Give special thanks to Pastor Chaz for asking, because I get time with this off. Was <laughs> um, this supposed to be live streamed? Did you say Pastor? Hello, whoever? Where's he gone? David? Has this been live streamed? Oh, I better put my filters on, hadn't I? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Where are we? If you want to give this talk a name, I've just called it the advert because it came from that. We're living in, uh, yeah, I will say it, dare I say it, unprecedented times. Sorry. And uh, news items and stuff every day are just, uh, sorry, I'm just going to turn my phone off, but also want to refer to something on it. Um, things are really in a mess and uh, I get scrambled eggs up top in the top paddock when things are in a mess and it's not real helpful to have to try and think squarely and sanely and all that sort of thing as life goes on and um, we're coming down to camp uh, listening to the news on the radio and we had been uh, listening to hear what had happened to Brother Fred and Sister Leslie from interstate with border crossings, and not even the people at the border crossings seemed to know what they should be doing. And then uh, we'd given some advice to another family that were coming from interstate. They'd rung, uh, sent us a text, and we we're surprised they're coming to camp and thrilled. So we emailed and texted them back and said uh, look don't forget to get everything honky dory border crossing wise because the rules are changing often are you right right oh you want to lift that up do you all oh, right i thought that might have been a benefit <laughs> thank you the um the rules were changing often and um so we uh, texted them and sent them off and then uh, we had to go. Uh, I, I was working in the shed at home doing some maintenance of the radio on and the rules changed again. They were different last night, so to speak, to this morning. And um, we were talking about that in the car and as usual things happen, uh, the chorus came to mind, um, a lovely chorus. That's uh, 8.95. So I'll dig it up because I need to read it. I don't know it off by heart yet. It was written by Pastor Sasha and Sister Ella Bromeo. Changed. So I'll just read the first two verses. A wonderful miracle happened to me. A wonderful miracle set me free. And the next line, no more confusion torment inside God of creation has changed my life a wonderful miracle changed my life a wonderful miracle changed by Christ no more sadness sickness or strife now I'm made beautiful in my father's eyes and we started singing that in the car as we're coming down because um, I'm not going to say uh, Pastor Sash is prophetic otherwise you'll you know, we know Pastor Sasha with rugby and all that sort of thing. And, uh, but it's almost prophetic of these times, isn't it? 
Anyway, um, we get to have these things happen. We have people who are notable in our society. One Malcolm Fraser wanted to be made famous for saying, life wasn't meant to be easy. Unfortunately, he misquoted George Bernard Shaw's, life wasn't easy, wasn't meant to be easy, my son, but take uh, courage, it can be delightful. Now I reckon we were saying, Pastor David was saying, we're so fortunate to be in the Lord because by looking at things from scriptural points of view, life is not easy, but we do take the courage of the Lord because it will be delightful when you do it the Lord's way. And then uh, just a little bit further on at uh, Oldies Camp, uh, I sussed out, wow, that quickly, um, I sussed out um, Chad uh, Pillen and uh, talked to him about a matter I'd come across and wondered if he's aware of it. And we got talking and he said, yeah, life's, uh, we get home from work and he's got his work and Brian's got her work and we say, how did your day go? They don't whinge in mine. They just quote a scripture of how life was. Because the Bible's got the answer. And uh, at home when we're watching the news, the favourite one that comes up is love of money is the root of all evil. And it seems to be what's happening around everywhere, governments, everything. And um, so God has got the answers already for us. And... Um, the Bible is called the living word of God, and it is. We have that proven in our life. We were working and living in Woomera some years back, fellowshipping in Wyala. We'd come to Adelaide on the weekend, and we'd heard Pastor Paul give a talk at the Vogue. And we also got the VHS tapes for meetings midweek that were circulated around the country, posted on to the next person when we'd finished and all that. And they were wonderful. So at the very next meeting that we had at home, we opened up the video and there's Pastor Paul giving the same talk that we saw him do live the Sunday before at the Vogue. But it was a different talk. It had different meanings for us that week. It was the same scriptures, the same notes. We were reading the scriptures and the notes as we were watching the TV, but it had different meaning for us. And then a, a man, early in our walk in the Lord, at a house meeting, a man had come to, been asked to give a talk from another area. He came up and he started off saying that he'd had a heck of a week with this talk. He'd got it already Monday. Tuesday it worried him. So he did another one Tuesday. And Wednesday that. So he did another one Wednesday. And that Friday, before he came up, he still wasn't really with it, with this talk. He didn't feel as though it was going to work. So he did another one, and that's the one he did that night. But that talk actually answered four different needs by four different families in that house meeting. And so who does that guiding? Who does that planning? It's our boss, God, isn't it? Anyway... We get used to, and we shouldn't, we should be thrilled every time it happens, we see something and either a scripture or a testimony or a chorus will come to mind. 
I was sitting watching the free-to-air TV one day and an advert come on, hence the name. And there's an advert for some company, I think it's KFC or something, and there's two adults out there at a rubbish bin. I don't know whether you recognise this ad. And they're stuffing rubbish into the bin. And then there's this floppy, raggy, dull toy. I don't think I'm doing a Mondegreen on it. We're sure it says, I will never leave you, this toy doll. Does anybody else know that ad? Is that, is that what it really says? Anyway, the adults are there and stuffing it in and trying to poke it in and suddenly they realise the little child's there. That's a little girl and it's her toy and they're trying to get rid of it. Well, the look on her face says it all. It's like she is not pleased. And... Um, I will never leave you. I thought that's a scripture. So that's where we'll go to start with. Um, Hebrews 13.5. I've only got four scriptures tonight. I'm going to use one a couple of times. But I might be reading a lot from the Amplified. Uh, 13.5. Halfway down in the end says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. But don't, um, don't let's do uh, a Malcolm Fraser on the scriptures. Don't let's just half take it the way we want to use it. Let's go back to the start of those scriptures. Where's my notes? Here. Um, and read uh, all of that in the Amplified. Um, let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust and craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstances in what you have, for he, God, himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give, up, give you up, nor leave you without support, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you, assuredly not. That's fairly sure, isn't it, that where he's got us in his, his holding. And um, keep your fingers to there, because we'll come back to that. But let's go to Psalm 91, please. Verse 8 and 9, again in the Amplified. No, I won't. We'll go back to um, uh, 5 if we like. Go back to 5. We'll start that in the Amplified. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor of the arrow, the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay wait at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. I was very happy with that until I read the next verse, and now I'm extremely happy. Only a spectator shall you be, yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High as you witness the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord your refuge 
and the Most High your dwelling place. That to me is extremely comforting. We keep looking to the Lord and all these things like are happening around us now, we're only going to be a spectator because we're going to be safe with him when it all happens. How delightful is that? Life was not meant to be easy, my son, but take heart, it can be, or take courage, it can be delightful. I think that's a lot better than poor old Malcolm Fraser's effort. Um, where are we? Yep, um, another common saying in religion or churchianity that we came out of is in Romans 8, 28. Uh, where are we? I'll just go to the normal King James uh, version here to start with. And we note that all things work together for good that, to them that love God. Now, people quoted that in churchy realms, and that's where they left it. But they forgot to go on to say, to them who are the called according to his purpose. The Amplified says, We are assured and know that God, being a partner in their labour, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. For those whom he foreknew of whom he was aware and loved beforehand, he also destined from the beginning. Now, I found that very hard to take, even when I came to the Lord. But as you get older in the Lord, you realise, you look back in your life, and even before Christ in our lives, before we were spirit-filled, I'm sure that every one of us in here can relate and experience where the only person that had his hand on us at the time was the Lord. Even before we responded to him, he had his hand on us. And I can recount several accidents that I had that I should have lost a finger in the workshop. Um, I should have been bowled over. I was bowled over by a car when I was 14. I did lots of sporting things and then found out after we came to the Lord that I congenital spinal condition that I should never have done those things. And yet I did. And I can only praise the Lord that he really did predestine me. He selected me and he chose me before he even sent a messenger at work to tell us what was going on and what we needed to do. So um, that's uh, an amazing thing that when we get it right, and again, Psalm 91, 8 to 9 applies in that position, that condition. And then I'll relate to our search for the Lord. I think I speak for Sally and myself pretty well. I know it's for me. I, if somebody said, are you saved? I would have gone, oh, come on. Look, don't get churchy on me. Don't get religious on me. I went to church. I believed in God. I believed the Bible was his word, but I didn't have the spirit. In fact... Um, I had an uncle and an aunt, or great uncle and a great aunt, 
the uncle was called Claude. We called him Crazy Claude. His wife was Dorothy. We called her Dopey Dorothy. Because they were the sort of people... Claude was a very fine, imposing, tall person. Knew how to speak and hold himself in conversation, in public or in gatherings, socially. He had all the skills. That's where I, lo- I didn't get any skills. I, I got a lack of um, filters, if you like, in the family. But he, he seemed to have them all. He would walk into a stranger's house and without saying, how, how are you, my I'm Claude, he'd walk up and say, are you saved? And people wondered, he, he couldn't work out why people wanted him out of the house. I mean, I would have kicked him out too. You see why we called him Dopey, Crazy Claude and Dopey Dorothy. So um, all of those sort of things happen. We weren't really looking for salvation. But my wife was so ill. Um, she was threatening that... The, no, she wasn't threatening. They threatened her to be in a wheelchair when she was 40. She's now 70. She doesn't want... She's older than that. She's only 17, really, in backward digital ages. But um, that's what we were facing. So we knew there was healing... The Bible said so. We hadn't experienced it, other than some things in the workshop that I'd experienced. And we looked and looked and looked for healing. Nothing. And I got a job shift from um, Air Peninsula, the middle of Air Peninsula, back to nearly the centre of Adelaide, where we didn't want to go. And um, it was there that a brother witnessed to me. And I went home joyful because I went home and said to Sally, there's a bloke at work that's experienced, experienced healings and miracles here in Adelaide. Up until then, they're always overseas in France or Rome or some river in some special place. But uh, we could have it. And we came to the Lord. We were looking for healing for her but we found salvation. And when we responded to that salvation message, the night my wife was spirit-filled, she was healed of that spinal problem. And we've had many things since. Life is not meant to be easy, but we do take courage in the Bible and it turns out to be delightful. Now, I'm wondering if we look in the book of Ruth, please whether Ruth really was looking for sort of salvation, so to speak. But in Ruth 3.9 matches a chorus. We don't often sing it. Don't often sing it. Chorus 257, cover me, cover me. Um, Let's go and see if I can read that out. It's easy to read it from here. What number did I say? Two, five, seven. Uh, fingers and digital things don't work, do they often? Cover me, cover me. Extend the borders, borders of thy mantle over me. Because thou art my nearest kinsman, cover me, cover me, cover me. It's a beautiful chorus. We hardly ever sing it. I don't know why, but I love it. And um, perhaps we can retrain David's brain from 253 to um, 257. 
Would that help? So we'll change your favourite chorus by four numbers? No, no, never mind. Oh, well, never mind. We can have delight about it. <laughs> anyway, um, she just knew where there was something good and she wanted to... We knew of healings. We wanted to get healings for Sally. We figured the only way was scriptural and the Lord gave us that healing... And he also gave us salvation. And um, I thought, well, you know, that's, that's incredible, the way we go about things and, and blessed in this fellowship. And um, we should be like that little young lady in that advert, ready, ready to kill those adults, if you like, with that glare she gives them to keep her little doll that says, I will never leave you. And we know that we should be fighting for what we have. We should be fighting for what we have now to be ready to go with the Lord when he returns. And we'll leave it there.